Hey now, ladies and gentlemen. Hey now, Andrew McLean over the line back with you yet again. That's right, Tuesday night, uh, Tuesday day, night, whatever. Whenever you're listening to this, that's when this is happening in real time. So glad you guys could join us as always as we have very important things to talk about as we do on this show each and every day here to keep you informed to spread the truth and really maybe even on a small scale save the country don't know if you've noticed but the country's in a little bit of trouble but we're here to fix that that's why we do what we do just real quick before we get started i need to make some show notes that it, and I wasn't able to see this over the past couple of days because it was a secret until we decided it couldn't be a secret anymore. Um, we are traveling to my mom's in Missouri, so that is going to throw a kink in the shows this week. So here's our plan just to make sure you guys are getting something. Um, possibly tomorrow night we're going to try to do an in-studio deal tomorrow night if we've got the time but if not you will get a um you will get a show tomorrow you will get a show thursday it may even be a live show i'm not 100 percent sure but you'll get something it'll probably be via cell phone while we're on the road and then friday barring any technical issues because she's out in the middle of nowhere we're hoping to have a signal to maybe do a short uh, Friday Night Live and uh, be able to get you guys that stuff. But nonetheless, we're going to document all this stuff and we're going to keep you in the loop as to what's going on because, again, we're committed to this and we appreciate you. Another thing is you guys are hitting us up on Patreon and you have no idea what that means to us because this is the first time that we are really generating money it's it's really the first move we've made to really generate money on this uh on this podcast and some of you guys have responded and and that means the absolute world to us so we want to make sure we stay committed and making sure we get this to you guys as i've stated before we've been doing this uh this podcast uh, you know with with no sort of return on it for two and a half years because it's we love what we do we want to do it so it's not about money it's about spreading the truth and and getting information out there to you guys and really helping to lay it out in, in a very basic you know not talking over your head type of way because that's the only way I know how to explain this, some of this stuff so that's what we're doing if you are interested in hooking us up. Uh, helping out with Patreon, which is a service where you can pledge a monthly monetary donation. Um, you can pick from um, four different packages. You've got a ten dollars a month. You got twenty five dollars a month, fifty dollars a month, and a hundred dollars a month. You don't have to do any of this, but if you want to contribute to the show and be a part of the show, that's the way to do it. And in the future, as we get this thing up and going, uh, those packages will have um different perks to them whether that comes in the uh the, the form of you get the podcast early or merchandise or whatever the case but all you got to do is go to patreon.com slash andrew mclean who just like my twitter handle just like all my social media it's andrew mclean one c in mclean andrew mclean who and then you'll see all the over the line stuff 
right there in front of your face. And then you can just sign up for an account, put your information in there and pick what you want to donate monthly. Uh, from what I understand, you can cancel at any time. So if you want to do a one-time deal, sign up for it and then turn around and, and cancel it after that donation. But anything you guys send our way, we absolutely appreciate. Also, we appreciate the heck out of April Forge over on 280. Y'all make sure to go and check them out and tell them you heard it on over the line 4673 highway 280 east here in birmingham 205-874-9010 is their number i'll probably be over there tomorrow as i stock up for my big trip out to the middle of nowhere missouri and also i don't want y'all to forget the grow call app the grow call app is another way that you can get the show and they have their own social media app. So you can look it up on Google Play and, and the App Store on Apple. But you can find it on your Roku and your Apple TV. So if you use either one of those, download the Grow Call app, G-R-O-K-A-L-L, on your TV. And then all you got to do is click it. And over the line is, is on the Grow Call app. You can watch it right there on your TV or on your phone, however you want to do it. You've got several ways to consume the show. But just make sure you got got that grow call app for backup. You know, you, you might run into a situation one day when YouTube uh, yanks us all off the uh, <laughs> off all the platforms. But we'll see. Off the top, this doesn't have anything to do with what I wanted to talk about. But can we take a moment and look at this picture that was posted by Joe Biden? And it seems to be a picture of him with jimmy carter former president jimmy carter and his wife now take a look at this okay let me zoom in a little bit here why does it seem that joe biden and jill biden are in a tiny house on a tlc tlc reality show what is going on here? These people aren't that small, and the Bidens aren't that big. It's not just that they're big compared to the Carters here, but the whole house looks tiny. <laughs> Am I crazy? Nothing about this looks right. Is it a bad Photoshopping job? And if it is legit, perfectly fine, but I, I just can't help but think... Why is speaking to a fully vaccinated, half-filled room of congressmen and women require a mask, but hugging up against the oldest people on the planet doesn't require a mask? Where's the disconnect there? I would think if masks were that important to you, you wouldn't be hugging up on a 90-year-old couple. Something about that doesn't seem right especially as sick as Jimmy Carter gets. By the way, look at those orthopedic shoes on Jimmy Carter. Check those bad boys out. We call those the Air Force Ronald McDonald's. Ooh, those are some big shoes right there. Anyway, I just had to get that off my chest because that picture has absolutely bothered me all day. Here's what I do want to talk about today. We are entering an era. A We are entering a... A generation, a presidential generation, if you will, that harkens back to the Obama years, but it's the Obama years on steroids. I'm watching very important governmental agencies go the route of social justice, and it is 
truly, truly bothersome on an incredible, incredible level. Before I go that route, I do want to show you this. Caitlyn Jenner has released her very first political ad for her run for governor of California. And I just kind of wanted to get an idea of what you people think. So tell me, tell me what you got here. Caitlyn Jenner running for governor of California. Famed Olympic gold medalist Caitlyn Jenner is now entering a new race for the governor of California. I've always been a dreamer. California was once the envy of the world. We had what everyone else wanted. The American dream grew up here. Yet career politicians and their policies have destroyed that dream. It's been locked away, closed, shuttered, left in the dark, burned down. The government is now involved in every part of our lives. They've taken our money, our jobs, and our freedom. California needs a disruptor, a compassionate disruptor. I came here with a dream 48 years ago to be the greatest athlete in the world. Now I enter a different kind of race, arguably my most important one yet, to save California. I want to carry the torch for the parents who had to balance work and their child's education, for business owners who were forced to shut down, for pastors who were not able to be with their congregation, for the family who lost their home in a fire, for an entire generation of students who lost a year of education. This past year has redefined our career politicians as elitists and the people of California as the warriors, the kings, and the angels. We never take kindly to glass ceilings here. Instead, we shatter them. This one's way out there. We're the trailblazers, the innovators. California is facing big hurdles. Now, we need leaders who are unafraid to leap to new heights. He does not want to finish record in this race. He wants the world record. Who are unafraid to challenge and to change the status quo. I want to prove that it is absolutely possible if we only do it together. California, it's time to reopen our schools, reopen our businesses, reopen the Golden Gates. So I don't care if you're a Republican, Democrat, I'm running to be governor for all Californians. To reclaim our true identity, to bring back the gold to the Golden State. I want a tremendous victory. Now is the time to achieve that summit, to be the shining city on the hill, and together, will restore and renew the California dream. It's about what happens from here. It's not just about one person. It's about all of us. Okay, so no matter what you think about Caitlyn Jenner running for uh, governor of California or just... Uh, Caitlyn Jenner being a, a Republican, you gotta admit that's a pretty good ad in the grand scheme of uh, of political ads. That's actually pretty good. I will admit that. I am not saying that I think Caitlyn Jenner running for the governor of California is a good idea. 
I don't necessarily think the Republicans adopting that type of philosophy is a good idea. But I do think Caitlyn Jenner would do a much better job in the state of California than 99% of the politicians in California and most certainly better than the recent governors of California. Gavin Newsom's an absolute joke. So Caitlyn Jenner is 100 times better, at the least better than Gavin Newsom. So if she wins, it's not going to be the worst thing in the world, but also Caitlyn Jenner is very unproven. So there will be a lot of hesitancy about will she actually follow through with what she says she's going to do or what. Anyway, it can't get any worse in California, so I don't guess it really matters. But, you know, there's a transgender issue, and it's a a mental illness thing and all that. Whatever. California has been run by mental illness for years, so who really gives a crap, right? Powerful, powerful ad. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, her campaign manager is Brad Parscales, who was the digital campaign manager for the Trump campaign and who did a absolutely amazing job. So I'm not really just surprised to see such a good ad coming out of that camp. If, if he is in fact the, um, the campaign manager, but since we're talking about Caitlyn Jenner, this is the route I want to go. Transgender people and just social justice in general infecting our governmental agencies. And this is outside of the realm of transgender people running for office. I'm talking about the agencies themselves, not just the most important agencies in this country, the most important agencies in the entire world. For instance, our military, just off the top, when you think about the most powerful in the world, the first thing you think is about the military, right? And it does not need to be brushed over that just days ago, the Pentagon announced that they have new policies regarding transgender people that will enable them to serve in the military. But not just that, but to transition while serving. That's right. Among the provisions are the military will now provide service members a process by which they may transition gender while serving A service member may not be involuntarily discharged or denied re-enlistment solely on the basis of gender identity. Procedures will be developed for changing a service member's gender marker. And the Defense Health Agency will develop clinical practice guidelines to support the medical treatment of service members diagnosed with gender dysphoria. That coming from the Pentagon. Now, I know there's multiple, uh, there's a lot of you guys that that watch and listen to this podcast that actively serve or have served and are a veteran. Um, And you know the dangers of this better than any of us average civilians. That when you're out on the battlefield, there's no time for a mental breakdown or confusion about gender or any sort of 
emotional mishap, if you will. There's an entire list, a long list of things that'll get you disqualified from enlisting in the military. And a lot of those include physical, mental, emotional ailments that will not just put you in a bad situation if you are in a combat or even a non-combat role, but it will put the people around you in a bad situation. There is no denying that gender dysphoria is a form of mental illness, okay? If you want me to follow the science, that's what the science says. So there's no way around that. That is a fact. But now we have to allow, because of social justice, we have to allow this to happen. Again, back to you guys that have, that have served. You know what it's like? To serve with people, especially if you're overseas, you're staying in barracks together. Y'all having to shower in the same place, change in front of each other, all these other things. You can't convince me that it's going to turn out well. If a female's in there with the guys or a guy's in there with the females, causing a distraction or whatever... When there's very important business to tend to. That very important business being the safety of this country. But that's not what the Joe Biden administration is worried about. They're worried about transgenders serving in the military. They're worried about a very small percentage of those who enlist. Not just being able to serve in the military, but even after They've enlisted and they've served. They get halfway through, um, I don't know, th- halfway through a deployment and they decide, hey, I think I'm ready to be another gender. Then the military is forced to aid and abet that gender reassignment. The taxpayers then pay for that gender reassignment surgery and the counseling and the testosterone and everything else. How does that help the military in any way, shape, or form? It doesn't. It doesn't do anything but hurt the military. And it's this sort of social justice that is just beyond my grasp. I, don't get me wrong. I get why Democrats are doing it. I get it. it it's, it's identity politics. It's not about love and compassion for transgender. These people don't give a crap about transgender people. They don't give a crap about uh, Central American migrants. They don't give a crap about black people. They don't give a crap about nothing. They're not even as scared of white supremacists as they claim to be. Because they know they really don't even exist. This is about identity politics and putting everybody in a box. And making sure everybody's labeled. Make sure you're in your own corner. Because soon, your assignment will in fact be to hate the other box to hate the guy across the room because he's not in your box it's division that's the number one goal of these people is division I saw a zoom call as well from the department of the interior and yeah you know the department of the interior they deal with stuff with regards to land and everything else and they're doing their zoom call and they're all introducing themselves before they speak 
And it was very bizarre because they were naming off all these things about how they recognize the indigenous people of where they work. And, and they have to let people know their pronouns. That's right. Another governmental agency, I'm assuming being required on a Zoom call to cite their pronouns before the meeting starts. Listen to this. Hi, good afternoon, everybody. My name is Laura Daniel Davis, and I recognize that I live and work within the ancestral lands of the Anacostians in the Anacostia and Potomac River watersheds. I acknowledge the place-based knowledge of these peoples, and I'm grateful for their ancestral and current stewardship of these lands. My pronouns are she, her, and I'm the Principal Deputy Assistant Secretary for Land and Minerals Management here at the Department of the Interior. Good morning, um, I'm Nada Culver, the Deputy Director of Policy and Programs at the Bureau of Land Management. My pronouns are she and her, and I recognize that I live and work within the ancestral lands of the Cheyenne and Ute people. I acknowledge the place-based knowledge of these people, and I'm grateful for their ancestral and current stewardship of these lands. Thank you so much, Nada. My name is Amanda Lefton. My pronouns are she, her and I am the director of the Bureau of Ocean Energy Management. I recognize that I live and work within the ancestral lands of the Haudenosaunee and Mohican peoples. I acknowledge the place-based um, uh, place knowledge of these peoples and I'm grateful for their ancestral and current stewardship of these lands. Wow. Next slide, please. Wow. <laughs> Can you believe what we're watching? This is our government. This is our government at work. Hi, my name is Karen, and uh, I want to go ahead and recognize that I am working within the native land of the Mohican people, and I appreciate them allowing me to work here. My pronouns are she and her. <laughs> It, I don't want to laugh because it's not funny, but it's so ridiculous. I get that all the time, by the way. Doing Uber and Lyft. Whenever something comes in, like a ride comes in or whatever, uh, people will have, not all the time, but sometimes they'll have a short bio, you know, and it'll be like a little description of them or whatever. And I've seen so many times the description says, her, hers, she, she, her, hers. Or whatever. Him, his, himself. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't even want to pick you up. Because I feel like just from this description, you're an absolutely obnoxious human being. That's what I feel like when I see that in your bio. Nobody cares what your pronoun... You know, you know, what, it, you know what it says to me when you are posting your pronouns for the world to see? You know what it says to me? It says to me that you think very highly of yourself, which is not based in reality, because guess what? Nobody cares about you or your stupid little pronouns. Nobody cares. If it's that important to you and somebody misgenders you, there's no need to call the police. There's no need to uh, pull some cancel culture on these people or call their place of employment and try to get them fired. What you got to do is say, sorry, uh, I'm not a him. I'm a her. 
Oh, oh, I'm sorry, Kevin. I didn't know. Excuse me. I, I, I will call you a her. I will call you a she from now on out. Thank you very much. That's all you got to do. It's as easy as that. But instead, this is what we're doing. And we're promoting it through our governmental agencies. You see? Then on top of this, on top of that, the CIA puts out an ad on social media that could have come off as some sort of uh, joke about social justice warriors from the Babylon Bee. And I actually thought it was a parody when I saw it earlier today. But no, it is in fact from the CIA. It's almost, it's, it's hard to believe. Watch this ad that was put out just today. When I was 17, I quoted Zora Neale Hurston's How It Feels to Be Colored Me in my college application essay. The line that spoke to me stated simply, I am not tragically colored. There is no sorrow dammed up in my soul nor lurking behind my eyes. I do not mind at all. At 17, I had no idea what life would bring, but Sora's sentiment articulated so beautifully how I felt as a daughter of immigrants then and now. Nothing about me was or is tragic. I am perfectly made. I can wax eloquent on complex legal issues in English while also belting Guayaquil de mis amores in Spanish. I can change a diaper with one hand and console a crying toddler with the other. I am a woman of color. I am a mom. I am a cisgender millennial who's been diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. I am intersectional, but my existence is not a box-checking exercise. I am a walking declaration, a woman whose inflection does not rise at the end of her sentences, suggesting that a question has been asked. I did not sneak into CIA. My employment was not and is not the result of a fluke or slip through the cracks. I earned my way in, and I earned my way up the ranks of this organization. I am educated, qualified, and competent, and sometimes I struggle. I struggle feeling like I could do more, be more to my two sons, and I struggle leaving the office when I feel there's so much more to do. I used to struggle with imposter syndrome, but at 36, I refuse to internalize misguided patriarchal ideas of what a woman can or should be. I am tired of feeling like I'm supposed to apologize for the space I occupy rather than intoxicate people with my effort, my brilliance. I am proud of me, full stop. My parents left everything they knew and loved to expose me to opportunities they never had. Because of them, I stand here today a proud first-generation Latina and officer at CIA. I am unapologetically me. I want you to be unapologetically you, whoever you are. Know your worth. Command your space. Oh, my God. I... Mm. I am a cisgender millennial with emotional issues. I'm a first-generation Latina, person of color, immigrant woman that can change a diaper with one hand and console a crying toddler in the other. But I'm no box to be checked. I'm not just another checked box as we check off all the boxes. Do you guys feel more safe? Do you feel more safe after watching that commercial, after finding out that's the attitude at the CIA? Because I don't. I don't at all. 
This is the most powerful intelligence agency in the world. This is what they're spending their time doing. And make no mistake that the same things that, that are going on in the Interior Department, the same things that are going on in the military are going on in the CIA. We are more worried about people's gender and people's race than we are about the job anyone does. And that makes America less safe. And the longer this goes on, the less safe we will be. As each day passes, America will be less safe. I will go ahead and tell you this, and you can revert back to this once it's confirmed. There will be more shootings. There will be more terrorist attacks. There will be more horrible things happen in this country. And it's going to be because of things like that. Affirmative action has never helped anybody. Bowing down to a very minuscule portion of the population has never helped anybody. It's never made this country safe. It's never helped prosper this country. And you don't have to leave these people by the wayside. But you don't let them run the show. You use your head. You keep the country safe. But in Joe Biden's America, or as I say, in Kamala Harris's America, that's the number one concern. Not the border crisis, not terrorism, not the economy, not blue-collar workers. We're worried about gender. And that's all that matters. That is all that matters. That's it for this edition of Over the Line. Thank you so much for hanging out. Don't forget patreon.com slash Andrew McLean, who, if you want to help out the show, we love you long time, and we'll be back with a brand new show tomorrow. And until then, see you, Cole.